0: Game over! Featuring in-depth conversations on sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comics, toys, and conventions. So say we all! So say we all! And now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show. and welcome once again to GeekFest Rants. My name is Carlos Perón, and today we are going to talk about our show's anniversary. We hit our 10th year mark, which is something that I never thought I could reach. (laughs) 10 years of putting together these shows. When I first started, I remember, and I told this story probably a couple times before, that somewhere around 2008, I think it was, as a result of some kind of a monetary award, I think, that I had gotten when I used to work at MSNBC. One of the things I decided to use that money on was an iPod. There was this thing going around called iPods where my primary purpose for it I believe if I remember right it was just to be able to put all my music in one device which is again that was the whole point initially but there was this secondary use for the iPod and that is to download podcasts now at the time I was very unfamiliar (laughs) with what the hell podcasts were and I couldn't exactly tell you how it went about how I found out about it exactly but all I know is that I would do the natural thing, and that is, well, if I'm going to look for a podcast, I might as well look for stuff that has to do with Star Wars. So, like a maniac, started looking for Star Wars podcasts, and I grabbed a few of them, uh, one of them being Star Wars Action News, another one being The Force Cast, which <laughs> turned into Rebel Force Radio, which leads us to a crazy insane story that happened later in our history but Star Wars Action News was the big one uh, as far as I was concerned because of the toy collecting aspect of it so for about a year or two i think it was that you know i started you know listening to those shows and i would listen to other shows some comedy stuff too i would listen to and it was a a different little format because Yes, it's like when you try to explain to other people what's a podcast, it's kind of like a radio show, except that it's kind of like a DVR, or back then you could say a VHS or a recorded radio show. That's the best way to explain it to people is that you're not limited by, you better be there and listen to it live or else you're going to miss it, which is the nature of radio in general. Ironically... Even with those kind of formats, with the radio format, I remember a very long time ago, very long time ago, and this is something that I used to do, and a friend of mine who was one of our previous hosts, James, I think used to do the same thing in, in a similar fashion. Um, I used to be a, a real big Howard Stern fan. And again, this is, I'm talking here like, probably like when I was in high school or maybe a little after high school. When I first started college, possibly, I don't remember exactly, but I think it was, no, I was living in Jackson Heights, which means that was probably around high school time or even before that, or maybe even junior high, who knows? It's a long time ago. But anyway, what I used to do was, you know, the Stern show was like a four hour show and and it wasn't always exactly perfect in terms of when they would end. Sometimes it would be three hours, sometimes it'd be three and a half hours, or sometimes they would go crazy and go to four hour or a fourth hour. So... Yeah, it was it was a crazy show, and, and I, for whatever reason, whether it's because I was in school or I was somewhere else, I couldn't listen to it live. Plus, it takes a long time to listen to it live, and if you think about it, there's so much filler, you know, within a three to four hour time span that it's just hard to listen to it, unless you're maybe like at work, and it's just kind of playing in the background, and you kind of jump in and out as it's happening. But anyway, what I figured was like, you know what, I need to record this, this way I can kind of... Move forward on the sections that uh, are commercials or you know stuff that's not uninteresting. You can kind of fast forward through them the way that you would with a VCR. And then, again, this brings me back to the VCR days when I used to record everything on VCRs. So the idea that I had was, I mean, initially the the the, the basic thing, the normal thing to do, which is my friend James used to do, is. Record it. Just plop in a, you know, what's the longest audio cassette you can put on your stereo? Um, Probably a 120. Was it 120? Did they even have 120s or was it 90s? I don't remember if it was 120 or not, but anyway, the, the, the bottom line is that you would have to go through a number of cassettes in order to do that. It would be, it would take too long, you know, to, to be able to do such a thing. And if you weren't at home, who was going to switch these cassettes for you? It's, it's insane. So what I figured is, well, hold on a second. There is a way of recording on VHS tapes. So what I did was, you know, VHS tape, you can you can set it for two hours. If you guys remember, a regular T120, you could go for the two hour. It was two, four, or six hours, depending on how you, uh, you know, what speed you record on. So if I figured, okay, the show, the maximum, it lasts, it's four hours. So, Okay. Let's record in the middle speed because then the middle speed, again, quality-wise, I mean, I don't care about the video. The video is useless to me. It's the audio that I want. So I had a VCR, which I think most VCRs used to be able to do this, and that is you could input audio while retaining the video from something else. So in my particular case, what I would do is I would set the VCR and my cable box because, remember, you're dealing with two different devices, so the cable box, I would set it to record or to be playing the channel guide. And the reason I wanted the channel guide is because, granted, I needed some kind of generic video to feed the, the machine in order to, to function. You can't just record audio on a VHS tape. You also have to give it videos. Those two are together. They're, they're, they're married together. They function together in the recording process. You don't just record a track of audio with, with completely blank, not blank, I'm talking about like static video. No, you need to feed it something. Now, I could feed it anything. I could feed it any channel. I could feed it, feed it color bars, whatever Whatever the cable station had provided. That's what I could feed it as video. But the reason I picked the channel guide was because the channel guide always gave you a clock. And it told you what time it was while, you know while you're recording it. So this way I had a visual representation of where I was on the show so What I ended up with was basically a four-hour recording of the Howard Stern show coming out of my stereo going into my VCR That lasted about four hours and when I played it if There was any commercials or any stuff that I didn't care about I would fast forward and while while looking at the TV I could see, okay, I'm going to go uh, 30 seconds, I'm going to go a minute, I'm going to go three minutes forward, and I could kind of see, you know, where you're at, as opposed to a cassette tape where you have to go forward, and then you go back, and then you go forward, and then you go back, but the biggest problem with cassettes was really the, the limit of the time, you know, it would be impossible, you know, the other option would have been to have a, uh, like a reel-to-reel machine that is so much Tape on it that it would last four hours. But I don't even think you even have the possibility of a real, real, a real to real machine that would last four hours unless it does have, you know, alternate recording speeds that the the, the tape would move so much slower. Granted, the quality of the audio would have been worse, but again, I didn't have that option. So the VCR method seemed to work. So, in a way, even back then, inadvertently, I was already experimenting with being able to listen to a radio show at my own discretion at my own time at my own speed i don't remember how long i did it for because again it takes a lot of time to listen to a 4 hour show <laughs> every day and i think if i remember right i think i would exercise while i was doing that or something like that you know back then as again this is a very long time ago anyway going back to this so you know a year goes by two years go by I get more and more podcasts I start listening to them I start getting into them that little device that little iPod was really a, a great thing you know it would bring you into these conversations with people different people I mean granted I was doing Star Wars stuff but I was doing all other kinds of shows too but the, the ones that kind of remain with me were the Star Wars ones and lo and behold 2010 rolled around I think it was the summer of 2010, and we attended, it was the spring or the summer of 2010, and we attended Celebration here in Florida, out of all places. And one of the panels that I wanted to watch was a panel between Star Wars Action News and an unknown group called the Kivecast, or it might have had a different name back then. Now, the Kivecast was, they were the the brand new ones. They were completely green. And Star Wars Action News, they were kind of like the veterans. You know, again, granted, they didn't have like 20 years behind them, but they were, compared to the other guys, they were the veterans. And then they were the ones I knew. Those were the ones I was familiar with. The podcasts they were super new, <laughs> but they had really good connections because they were associated with the Star Wars archives, and gus lopez and you know his crew so those guys uh they they, they were able to kind of fast track themselves into notoriety because of their connections because they were completely green and you know it's hard to believe that they would have thrown a completely green group in there especially again with with the swan people you know the swan people in my humble opinion uh, they were the pros but anyway the point is that I got to listen to them, and a lot of the questions they 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 kept getting, you know, in the panel was, you know, how'd you get started? How'd you do it? How, what do you, how do you? How do you deal with music? How do you deal with copyrights? How do you deal with this? How do you deal with that? And I really, really enjoyed that panel. It was so cool listening. Again, in my particular case, it's like the behind-the-scenes stuff, and that's kind of where you know one part of this formula was started. It was the There are these things called podcasts, they exist. I really like some of them. I'm learning about how they are getting them done. While this is happening, at the time, again, this is 2010 we're talking about. Let's see, I am way past uh, college. I'm still living in Jersey. I'm still hanging out with my friends. From college, one particular friend of mine who I guess would have been the the nerdiest of them all. And we all had this background history of getting together maybe every six months or so and having what we used to call, back in college, a geek fest, which is four or five guys watching movies, watching clips, watching bootlegs, watching all kinds of weird, weird, crazy stuff. Again, a lot of bootlegs, a lot of trailers, a lot of... Like, really bad movies at times. And, and you know, it was just the, the thing to do. You know, we would eat and just kind of chat while these things are playing. And, oh, look what I got. And look what I brought. So, you know, people would bring in, whoever would host it would, would kind of bring in more most of the material that was going to be looked at. A lot of weird stuff. A lot of foreign stuff. <laughs> really crazy stuff. But anyway, my idea was that You know, these get-togethers we have, which we don't have many of them. You know, as time kept passing, it was less and less. We were doing less and less. And why don't we record some of these conversations, very theme-oriented, let's say. Let's stick to one theme and just record that theme rather than record a four-hour you know, BS session of us just talking about 35,000 different things while we're watching a movie. So Steve at the time was the lead person from that group, let's say, that I focused on in terms of, hey, what about you and I do this? And we gave it a shot. Now, keep in mind, when you do this sort of thing, and this is something that happens all the time, it's difficult to find a set amount of people that can be as interested, as committed, as willing to put in the time, you know, all that kind of stuff. And at the time, he was the one who was the lead in terms of being able to put in the amount of time that I wanted somebody else other than myself to put in. Now granted, I was really doing most of the heavy lifting in terms of the post-production, running the site, uploading to, uh, you know, all the uploading related uh, responsibilities, but I needed a talent. I needed somebody who was good at talking, Who somebody who was good at writing, So he was kind of like that lead. And we did that for a number of years. We did that for many, many years. Most of the time that I was in Jersey. So let's say from 2010 to 2000 let's say about 13 or 14. And... We, you know, in order to get a lot of people involved in it, you know, whenever we would have these get togethers, we would record most likely an audio commentary because that was a way of getting five or six people on microphones to chat as we watch a movie. That was another kind of format we would pick every now and then. Not necessarily my favorite. I think this was, this might've been one of Steve's suggestions, but It was like, you know what, if this gets people excited and this gets people interested, let's try it. Let's see what happens. And out of it came out some really interesting uh, discussions that kind of works while you're watching the movie. Now, who puts in the time to watch a movie and play somebody else's commentary? That's another question. But the comments that would come out of this would be really good because they would be very close to the real conversations that we would be having while watching a movie. The other format is more of the focus on a topic. And that's another thing that I did a lot with Steve, but also with the other guys, with the with Tony, with the other Steve, uh, with Brian, and with Rob. And that is pick a subject and focus on that subject. So, for example, Steve and I would just get together and talk about some kind of Marvel-related topic, you know, or some kind of Star Wars-related, you know, whatever the topic happens to be, that's how we would, you know, tackle that. So there was a different format. Now, around this time, uh, somewhere in the middle of all this, James, my other friend, also started chiming in and doing some shows with me after some time of trying to get him involved. Uh, with him, I basically stuck more to the Star Wars topic because that's his, you know, his big thing is Star Wars. But we also did some really cool shows, Six Million Dollar Man and a whole bunch of other stuff. You know, again, I would kind of try to... Uh, let people suggest the topics as long as they're within the genre, because a lot of times I would get a suggestion that is like, well, this has nothing to do with the genre we're talking about here. So we couldn't do those type of shows. And when you have, I don't know if you want to call them rival kind of uh, situations where some people might be like, well, you know what? If you ever do star Trek, I'm the person for star Trek. Or if you ever do Dr. Who, I'm the person for Dr. And that would sometimes cause issues because some people would sometimes want to be the go-to person for that topic and i remember there were some rough times where some people would get all bent out of shape when i would go outside of the regular person to discuss a subject like i don't know harry potter whatever the subject happens to be somebody else might get their their panties in a bunch if you will but i remember that yeah that happened uh, quite a bit too but just like anything else, not everything lasts. And for a combination of reasons, little by little, even before I left Jersey, we're talking about 2015? Yeah, 2015, I, th- I think. My God, it's such... it's been a while already. The group already started to kind of putting the brakes on the, the, not so much the get-togethers, but the recordings. The group as a whole didn't want to record as much. So... As we were coming to the end, you know, of, of 2014, 2015, things were slowing down, and there were less recordings happening, group recordings. But I was still kind of doing one on ones. I think I was doing them on, over the phone. That was another thing that I was able to start doing at the time. Was well, if I can't have the whole group together, maybe I can do those one on ones specifically with Steve, because again, the rest of the guys are kind of eh, we're kind of tired. You know, again, this this is how you know things started to slow down a little bit now keep in mind the shows are still coming while this was happening the shows were still coming i was still pumping out shows either by myself or with another person with either steve or with james it would be enough to kind of keep you know that weekly more or less weekly content going the thing that really slowed to a halt were the big group audio commentaries Uh, we might have had a couple of two-person or three-person commentaries here or there but the big commentaries that's the one that that kind of stopped altogether so once i moved to florida things changed drastically at that point because everything stopped right there period obviously i had no access anymore to any of these people in a group setting and all i had to go on were the phone recordings the long distance recordings and right around that time steve kind of bowed out of the whole thing at that point he didn't want to do it anymore so i kept going with james at that point point. and again it's either James, or it's either me, or it's, it's either both of us, or it's just myself. Uh, and after a while, even James kind of gave up on it too. So for a pretty long period of time, I was kind of doing it by myself, and I still kind of do it by myself in a way. But I think about a year ago or so, or maybe a little longer, there was a, I guess a fan, I guess, somebody who, listening to the shows and uh, was interested in doing them, I connected with him, and that's where... Steve came along, which is this is like the third Steve uh, in Geek Fest Rance history. So we did a number of shows. Uh, really cool shows. Uh, again, long distance never met Steve in person. We did it all you know we would we would see each other through Skype and we would record independently and then I would put together our audio channels to edit them together into a show. And uh, you know that was great. I loved it. That was that was great. But again, you know these things don't last. People get tired, and uh, that's kind of where we're right now. Right now, we're back to the solo format, which is fine. I mean, I really enjoy chatting with someone else. But this is the type of thing that kind of comes and goes. So, you know, shameless plug here. If anybody is interested, you know, I'm always looking for co-hosts, people that want to chime in on a subject, on a topic you know get in touch with me through the facebook posts or comments or even my own personal facebook page and uh, we can talk about it now the subjects are just never ending it's it, the fact that we're in our 400s 420 something shows so far um we haven't hit our 500 i think uh, we'll commemorate the 500th episode when it comes but the fact that it's 10 years i, I find it amazing when I first started this, as usual, I tried to do as much research as possible. And one of the things I remember reading from one of the many podcasting books that they had at the time, and some of them might have even been like the, uh, you know, the the podcasting for dummies, you know, <laughs> I think they made two versions of that book. But one of the things I remember saying about is pod fade. I don't remember how many, like 80% of podcasts that start, they fade away within a couple of <laughs> a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a couple of years. And I still don't understand how we've been able to last this long. And part of it, I think, is the fact that I am capable of doing this by myself. If the show has to rely on a secondary person, then the show falls apart right there. If you can't carry the ball on your own, then you have a problem. Sometimes uh, a way to resolve that problem is to reduce it, uh, which I've done that a couple times, you know, and sometimes you might not see a show for two weeks instead of one week. But sometimes people turn into a monthly show or every now and then show or an every whenever I feel like it kind of show. So, yeah, that's a different way of doing it. And if it works, perfect, it works. And I understand how difficult it is for people to find the time. The argument that I always would have that I can, that I can never wrap my hands around is that, uh, that when you have friends or people or acquaintances or whatever you wanna call them, the time that it would take to have a conversation with an individual in person or over the phone is all it really takes to get this done, to talk about a subject. now granted, there is some preparation because if you are gonna talk about a subject, it's good to be knowledgeable about it and be able to chime in on it and not just to wing it. With that said, I am winging this entire show right now. But it's from my memory, so it kind of connects. But my point is that if you cannot put in the amount of time that it would take just to have a conversation with somebody, then there might be something more than just not having time. Don't get me wrong. The phenomenon of out of sight, out of mind is very real. And when you do place yourself in a situation where you're now no longer in the geographical vicinity of people, it takes effort to be able to stay in touch, stay relevant, stay connected to that group. In life, I think you'll find out that there are a lot of people that are only as active as they can be within their particular effort levels. If something is too difficult, it won't get done. If some people believe that things are worth keeping by putting in the effort to do it, then those things get done. Whether it's a stupid show like this or just friendships in general. So that's something that kind of plays an ongoing—I don't want to say theme—but it's um, a—it's some of the the behind-the-scenes reasons as to why sometimes these things don't last. With that said, like I mentioned before, the amount of topics that continue to come uh, to me in terms of what I want to talk about—you know—I'm still pretty amazed at the fact that there is just so much to talk about and there's so many things that keep me not just busy but interested in 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 the entire world of genre entertainment you know from movies to television to to whatever you know i'm toys i mean i'm just all over the place with these things and these are the type of conversations that i would be having with these people that i knew a long time ago now with that said Very recently, I kind of reconnected with some of these people, most of these people, when we went through a period of I don't know how many years where we just kind of stopped talking to each other. But it's not what it used to be, but at least it's something. I don't expect anybody to return to the show in any shape or form, and I would never approach anybody to do it because, you know, I understand when people just had enough, they had enough. But at least there is an inkling of some of us talking again, more or less, trying to put things behind us. And this is funny because this is something that happened to us a very long time ago is that one of the participants of the group a very long time ago, even before we started the show, had fallen out of the group, had voluntarily left the group because of personality issues with somebody or somebody connected with somebody in the group. And that led to a a self-exile, if you will. And after a couple of years of that happening, I kind of orchestrated a, let's see if we can get this person back in the group type of event. And it worked. It kind of got that person back in the group and it revived those get-togethers we used to have. Because once that person left that group, everything stopped for, for a number of for a number of years I mean we were still getting together with the rest of the group you know for holidays or birthdays or that sort of thing but the the actual geek fests were not happening anymore so that kind of got things back on track again and very recently well a couple years ago a similar thing happened between myself and the entire group specifically one person in the entire group which then I was the person that did the self-isolating it's like okay that's it we're done, it's over. <laughs> Let's just not talk about this anymore. But little by little, you know, we kind of started, you know, testing the waters out to see if if we could start communicating again. And right now, we are technically back in that communicating mode. Granted, it's not perfect. Granted, it's not what it used to be. Granted, I don't live there anymore, so I cannot get together with any of these people anymore. But it's something. It is something. It is one notch above what it used to be. Which is very special, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, again, I'm isolated out here, so it's 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 more. I think it's more special to me than it is to to, to, to a lot of people. And like I said, it's not perfect because there's so many factors that could derail these kind of things. And uh, this happened to me, even with I remember with um, with my other friend James who. I talked about before, he was one of our other co-hosts. We went through periods of time, <laughs> and it's all around election time, <laughs> where we would just stop talking to each other, because we're so opposite when it comes to politics, and we just could not talk to each other for, for a couple of months uh, until elections were over and or, or it was past election time. We've had a couple of close... Uh, <laughs> Incidents like that. And in this particular election coming up right now, we are trying so hard not to bring in politics into any of our conversations. And our conversations are so weird because all we talk about, if we talk about anything, is toys or if we text each other. It's all toy related because we cannot even approach the subject of politics because it's it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be wild and in this particular scenario we have, we have a similar thing going on now where even with the group that I just reconnected with the, the lead person who Steve who's who was our first you know I talked about my my, my, my original co-host the same thing we uh, things almost went off the rails because of uh, the, the the Facebook activity having to do with politics and how it's kind of like well you know yeah, People use Facebook however they like to use it. I always tell people it could be a a business tool. If you're promoting your business, your show, whatever you're doing, it could be something to keep in touch with people. It could be something to vent out your political frustrations. It could be something some people love. Some people, it's all about cats. Some people, it's all about religious uh, motivational sayings. You know, it's whatever you make it. There is no rule as to how you should properly use Facebook. But then, you know, I found a program called, I think it's Fluff Buster or Facebook Purity or something, I think it's Facebook Purity, that actually lets you filter certain topics. So uh, I'm like, you know what, try this, because this way you don't have to unfriend or block people, because the program will block whatever it is that you specifically don't want to see. So if you don't want to see any political postings, this will filter it out. If you don't want to see people's kitty cats (laughs) or food porn, people that just love to post pictures of their food, (laughs) you can just tell it exactly what it is that you want to filter and you won't see that anymore so yeah that seems to be helping but again this is the behind the scenes this is how the show came together this is how the show is functioning right now if you want to know about the mechanics of the show how to do your own show what does it take what kind of equipment I did one a while back search through our archives because I did a whole thing about it once again I'm gonna pimp out the show and say if anybody is interested in co-hosting on a regular basis or just every now and then, get in touch with me through Facebook, either Geekfest France or Carlos Perone. I'm in there. You guys, if you're listening to this, you probably are aware of some of these connections. Just send me a uh, you know send us a message, and I will I will get in touch with you. I hope you guys are enjoying the show. Tell your friends about the show. Give us good rate, give us ratings, Uh, go to our YouTube page and, and, you know, hit like on the YouTube page, post your comments there. I honestly don't know (laughs) how many viewers we have, believe it or not, you know, between YouTube. I mean, YouTube gives you a pretty accurate number of at least how many people are clicking or how many people subscribe. It's incredible. Like the, the, what topics are, are trending and what topics are not trending. You know, how many clicks do you get? How many clicks you don't get? iTunes, it's a little harder to kind of track because it's just i don't know itunes is a monster in itself so i kind of look at YouTube as to, you know, the popularity or an episode just to see how many people are viewing it. That gives me a snapshot. But I don't really go on what is popular to kind of say, all right, well, look, this has thousands. I mean, for some reason, we have a $6 million man show we did years ago that has thousands of views. And we cannot make heads or tails. Why? We just don't know. We don't understand. And then you have regular shows that get 15 views or 30 views or 100 views. You know, it's, it depends. It's just completely random. So... Uh, yeah, please, uh, you know, comment and, you know, give us likes and that sort of thing. Share it. Share the show on your Facebook page. If you guys like it, share it to your friends. The more the better. Suggest topics if you want. That be That's another thing. You can suggest topics. We've been experimenting with video. I've started putting a few shows together. They take a little more time. They take a lot more time, really. when you're doing video shows but uh, you know i I will try to get as many of those out as possible there are certain topics especially when i'm dealing with toys and stuff like collectibles i really want to show you what i'm talking about as opposed to something like this that doesn't really require you know pictures or that sort of thing It hasn't been an easy ride. We've had our ups and downs. We've had, there was a period where I got sick and I couldn't do the show for a while. Uh, This was around 2015, I think. So I lost like, I don't know, I think I lost maybe two months uh, where I couldn't do it. We've had scares where we thought we were going to lose the show. You guys, if you want to get a really good story, go back to the episodes having to do with Star Wars toxic fandom specifically the situations or the controversies with Rebel Force Radio man that was a that was a doozy back then a couple we did I did a couple of shows about that specific situation where you know they threatened our show Most of the shows, you know, a lot of them are very personal. You know, a couple of my tributes to certain of the people that have passed, including Charles Lippincott and Bill Paxton, you know, very special shows. I'm sure sooner or later we'll end up doing some more like that. And uh, we get close to election time, you know, four years ago. I had a very personal show recommending certain films. I might have to do that same thing again uh, this time around. I'm not sure if I will. But, again... Thank you guys for being with us. I don't know if any of you have been here since the beginning. I don't know if, if most of you are new and come and go kind of people. I don't know. The subjects go all over the place. So that's one thing that I kind of stick to. This way, you know, we're not, <laughs> we, I'm not an expert at anything. I just like a lot of different things and that's what I try to give you guys. I try to put it out there as much as possible because every now and then, hey, I'm a collector of this or I'm a collector of that or, or I watch that show or I watch that movie. I didn't know anybody else liked that movie other than me. You know, that kind of stuff. That's exactly the format of the show. I remember the original intent was to be able to continue or kind of replicate those gatherings, those geek fests we used to have uh, that were way more often, you know, when we were closer to um, our college years, but then they started dwindling down. So this was a way of kind of continuing that, but the thought was, or the hope originally was to be able to do it in an online manner, in a remote manner, so that even if the group splintered, you know, because of life events, people go in different directions, that it would remain a tighter group and be able to still have those get-togethers in a in some, you know, electronically <laughs> enhanced manner, but it didn't work out that way, obviously. But the other thing was that it was kind of like being able to eavesdrop on a conversation between two nerds let's say at a party and they were they would be like geeking out about something and then at a certain point it's like wow you can connect to that conversation so well that you want to jump in that conversation and that's how i viewed or how i treated some of the previous podcasts that i would listen to is that i would hope that not only am i enjoying it but i was i would hope that i could somehow jump in and start some kind of a relationship, uh, some kind of conversation, you know, to contribute to that topic. Uh, And that's kind of how I treat the show now. It's kind of like, I understand that the initial purpose is not really feasible, but being able to listen to those conversations, it's like, oh, there's somebody that kind of sounds like me and talks like me and is interested in the similar things that I'm interested. So that's what I'm hoping to continue to do with these shows currently and in the future. I'd like to thank some of our main uh, co-hosts that we had in the past, people like Steve, James, and Steve, you know, for the time that they put into the show and for their contributions and the many contributors that we've had. Uh, We've had a lot of different people come in and out and uh, contribute to the show and guests and that sort of thing. Hopefully we'll have some more people in the mix in the near future for you so as i always say thank you guys for listening and we'll see you soon here at Geekfish Rants. bye bye everybody Breach!